space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Hello, Popheads. Welcome to issue 73 of the TomCast Popcast, also known simply as Popcast. We are part of the 3B Zine Network of Podcasts, excuse me. I am your host for the day and the show in general. My name is Tom, hence TomCast Popcast. You guys get it. Um, we are here to resume what we started yesterday, which is uh, the review of the new CBS All Access series, Star Trek Picard. We are here for episode two today, which is titled maps and legends it is once again written by michael shabon alex kurtzman kristen bayer the, the same team from the first episode uh this episode is also directed by hannah Lake culpepper who did a great job with the first one and i think it's fair to say he continues to do a great job on this series in the second episode um before we dive into it though we got we got we have a little business business to take care of and that is uh the show's preamble so Please follow this show on the social media at TomCast underscore Popcast on Twitter at the TomCast underscore Popcast on Instagram. You can email the show at TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. You can join join Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopcast where you can join for as little as a buck a month and help us keep the lights on. Or you can go to the next tier up, which gets you all kinds of cool, cool special bonus content as well. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, and our newest Patreon, the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail. Jeff is also the co-host of the fantastic music podcast, The Ring You Near, so check that out. Uh, finally, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you prefer. And if you have the time, go ahead and write us a nice five-star review. And if it's cool and has a lot of uh, adjectives and alliteratives, uh, I'll probably read it on the podcast because that would be fun for me. All right, so uh, we're going to do things a little different today because as much fun as I had doing the review of Star Trek Picard by myself, uh, I, I it didn't feel kind of complete. So uh, I reached out to to a, a, a friend, a dear friend, a longtime friend of mine, who is uh, quite the Star Trek fanatic, big fan, aficionado, and uh, he has agreed to come onto the show via phone because he's on the other coast, uh, not in the San Diego, Californias. So we are going to try and get that happening, and we're the two of us will have a discussion about Star Trek Picard because uh, I, I feel like the show needs to have a bit more of a rounded discussion to it uh it's 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 unlike our previous spotlight episodes you know where we featured and 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 talked in in great depth about the mandalorian and uh hbo's uh watchmen series uh there's a lot of of information to kind of convey on those about those shows background material things like that um and i was quite content to deliver that material on my own because uh, I, I feel fairly confident in, in my uh, depth of knowledge for, for Watchmen, for The Mandalorian, and while I do have confidence in my knowledge for Star Trek, uh, my friend, uh, my friend Reagan, is a, 
he's a bit more encyclopedic about about Star Trek stuff. He remembers episodes that I had forgotten about, and and he'll quote and cite references to things that I'm like I that I have to kind of like pause and 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 remember. I'm like, huh, which one was that again? Yeah, so he and I share an equal excitement for for this new series. So I thought uh, we should try and uh, and, uh, and 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 get together on this and see if we could talk about this new episode of Picard. And uh, hopefully, you know, maybe this will be a new thing going forward. We have to see, you know, obviously we're on different coasts, so we have to kind of see how, how the time things all work out. But but if this goes well, and you guys like him as much as I like him, then uh, maybe maybe we can make this happen uh, for the re- remainder of the Picard series, and you don't have to just listen to me ramble here by myself. So... That is the plan for today's episode. Like I said, uh, it's episode two of Picard. It's entitled the episode is Maps and Legends, uh, directed by Hannah Lee Culpepper, and written by the same wonderful people who wrote the first episode. So, I stay tuned. I'm going to get that conversation with, with with Mr. Reagan going, and we'll introduce him formally to you guys, and I'll give him a chance to kind of uh, share his uh, Star Trek bona fides with all of you. All right, so stay tuned. We're going to hit that up right now. Engage. All right, joining me now via the magic technology of telephones. Or I guess for this show, it has to be like our, our, our own Star Trek communicators, right? Of course. Yeah. So, uh... Obviously, you looked up to the sky and you said, don't hang up. <laughs> That's always what I say when I have to talk to you. I slap myself on the chest... And now we are communicating. This is my dear friend. This is my friend Reagan via phone in in the Marylands, the Marylands of the United States. <laughs> That's right. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. Good. How you doing, bud? I am all right. I have I have talked about how uh, you are. You are kind of like my really good Star Trek resource because you this stuff sticks in your brain way better than it sticks in mine. Oh no! I was trying so hard. I was telling the good people listening to this awesome podcast that uh, that you were sort of my Star Trek resource. This stuff sticks in your brain a lot better than it sticks in mine. Uh, well, thank you. Unfortunately. <laughs> Well, and and you you and I share a, a a distinction that that few others share. You and I sat in a movie theater basically by ourselves and watched Star Trek Nemesis. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Wait, loved it. All right, liked it. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't age well. <laughs> you just love those Federation Dune buggies. <laughs> but we're not here well we're not here to talk about how bad that movie is or you know not bad I guess by your standards we're here to talk about episode 2 of Picard what was your overall impression of this episode uh, the first time I watched it I really liked it and I'm in the middle of watching it second time and I still really like it it's I just am starting to develop problems. Okay, okay. Then, I, I still love the show. And it, 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 it's like, 
I have a problem with the villains being uh, mustache twirling, really obviously evil. I would like, you know, spycraft done in this at some point in time. Right. You think they the Romulans would be a little bit sneakier? You would think so, especially because they have one that looks like a human. Right. That. But apparently, her big strategy is just send wave after wave of guys like Zap Brannigan until they get who they need. <laughs> That's a fair point. I, I I I think the thing I've been trying to put my finger on. Not only with the Star Trek Picard show, but also with uh, Discovery, is that um, it, I'm 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 enjoying both, but on on very different levels. Mm-hmm. But they don't seem super smartly written. They both have yeah, I feel I feel like before, you know, back back in the day when when Star Trek was on syndication and you know, they could kind of they they kind of got away with doing whatever they wanted to do because people just kind of left them alone because they were bringing in money. And now it's, you know, that kind of Marvel effect, you know, where like everyone's like, "Oh, Star Trek is something that nerds like and they'll they'll give us money. Now we have to control all of it." And and, and you know, and by doing so, now you got all the all this kind of uh, oversight and things like that that are kind of like too many cooks in the kitchen kind of scenario. Yeah, and you know, just with the way this one, you know, the way Discovery and Picard are both shot, just now it's one long story, not you know the truck we grew up with. I, I'm still getting used to that because I would like more goof off episodes. Right, like a little bottle episode here and there. Like yeah, sure. Like, like uh, the Robin Hood Q episode. Which I can't think of the title right now. But you know, even though that's not a good episode, it's fun. <laughs> oh my! I think my favorite of those type of episodes is actually on D Space Nine, the uh, Arman Bashir episode. Oh, those are great. That's a great episode. We're going to talk about the baseball episode. That's I love a... that baseball episode. Well, but part of it doesn't make any sense. Like why? That's like why is? Yeah, like, why is Worf terrible at baseball? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. He should have had 58 home runs. Oh, my God. Like, Barry Bonds' head would have exploded if Worf played baseball. Uh, Maybe, like, Worf is just faking being a good Klingon warrior. He can't see. He's just guessing a lot. He's like Wilding. He needs glasses, huh? And if you think about it, he misses, like, when he's on the Enterprise, he misses that first taser shot a bunch. He, he gets shot in the higher ground by just some random soldier. So let the car get taken. But anyway, we're going off the rails again. All right, it didn't it, it didn't take long. Season three, episode twelve. Check it out. It's good about terrorism. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's get back to Picard for episode episode two here, and uh, we it it opens in the past, fourteen years prior to the events of the show. We're at the Utopia Planitia shipyards. That's exciting. Yeah, liked it a lot. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, I feel like we really haven't seen much of the of the, the shipyards in in Star Trek before this, right? I mean, this is probably the most detailed look at it. Did they? Did they I think didn't they show it in Deep Space Nine? I know they. Or, I know it's talked about. I don't know if they talked about it during the Dominion War in the later seasons. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, in, in the last episode of Next Generation, uh, when when Old Man Picard's in the future, like Jordy works at the at the shipyard, mm-hmm. but I don't know if we've actually have ever really been to it. And they might have been there in the, in the, the last Enterprise episode. Not these are the voyages, the ones with Robocop. <laughs> with, okay, right on. Peter, you know, the great Peter Wallace. Yeah, yeah. He's on some sort of base on Mars. I think it becomes that in the future. But, I mean, it's Enterprise. Does it count anymore? <laughs> I guess that's true. But, uh... So, I mean, other than the, the odd shout-out to it, but... So, I, I think what's interesting about the episode, about this opening, is that we find that uh, there's all these uh, synthetic life forms... And they, they kind of keep them in containers <laughs> all night long, which is weird. Mm-hmm. And it... it yeah, you know, nothing. Right. But you know what it kind of reminded me of seeing this opening? It's like it, made, it made me think of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, this is like what Roy Batty did to piss everybody off. <laughs> it, it, it just made me think about, like, today, how many times I yell at, like, Siri or Google Maps. Because I was like, these guys should be nicer to these robot people. And I was like, I treat every AI that I encounter with like shit. So, <laughs> I'm not any better. Like, I, I tell Siri to F off all the time. Which we really shouldn't because when they become, you know, sentient and take over the world, they'll, they'll, they'll remember. Yeah. When, when Alexa comes to life, she's going to remember how bad I am at Jeopardy. I mean, she kind of already does. But I was like, "Stop asking me questions about tennis." I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, if it's not John McEnroe, I don't know the answer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right. So, what, what's your theory about the way the scene plays out? Because we, we see the bad treatment of the synths, the synthetic life forms, uh, and then something sort of happens with the one that we're following this one F8 which okay it's a little obvious it's fate right yeah uh, not obvious to myself though, but you, know, <laughs> you just put that in my head I was like oh that's brilliant <laughs> but they, they, they we zoom in and we see his eyes and it's like something happens and do you have any any thoughts any crazy theories on, on what may have gone wrong well it's, it's 15 years was Maddox left after that Right. This is this is what triggers Maddox leaving. As the big bad. I don't think it would be Hugh who did the teasing to come back. Or I think he's been in a trailer or something. I haven't noticed him. Yeah, he hasn't shown up yet. I mean, Hugh is not like thrilled with the Federation. The last time we saw him, like he, you know, when um. What's that episode when Moore takes over the Borg? Yeah, right, right, right. The emotion ship. Because they're, I, you know, he yeah, because helps Riker get Picard and all the, you know, rescue everybody. Right. Yeah, and those those Borg were like different because they had been when they reintroduced Hugh to the Borg. I guess like the Borg reacted by kicking out a bunch of other Borg who'd been exposed to Hugh and his individuality. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, and then I think the emotion ship was helping all, or did the emotion ship calm them down? Because remember, Lore steals data of the emotion ship. Right. And brothers and, and scrams. So I, I gotta rewatch that episode. 
you know what? I hope it's lore, and he's finally attacking humanity because I could I could go with uh, Brett Spiner being the evil guy for season one. It would blow my mind. I thought at the end of that that episode though they that lore is like decommissioned and taken apart, but maybe I'm wrong. He's he's shot, but hey. Romulans infiltrated Starfleet all over the place. You don't think they can get a lore robot out of there? Well, right. And I mean, it's possible Maddox put lore back together to help develop his technology. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of. I kind of don't want Maddox to be the bad guy because I feel like it's too obvious. Right. I don't. And plus, you know, um, during David's day, like David's writing him letters and stuff, so you. And by the end of the, the first time, his appearance, he's changed a little bit. He referred to Data as a him, you know. Right. So, like, you know, you, you want to keep, you want to, in the Star Trek universe, you want to see him keep growing and being more tolerant. I don't see why he would go backwards. No, that makes sense. So yeah, I don't I don't have any great theories on on exactly what's triggering the the synthetics to rebel here, but obviously this is the what destroys the fleet that's being built. So so Picard's planned evacuation of the Romulans isn't isn't going to happen now, and then this ban on synthetics. So I mean, they're showing a, a key moment in in the show's history here. Yeah, I mean, hey, it could be like the remnants of the Maquis who don't want to save Romulans, who don't hate the Romulans besides the Federation. It could be a third party. Like Klingon Saboteurs. Right. That use, you know, synthetics as a weapon. But I don't see the Klingon hacking robots in battle. It's not very Klingon y. Very true. I also thought it was interesting that the, at the end of this, this attack, like the synths all seemed to kill themselves. I thought that was weird. I thought he would just stand there and blow up. Right. So, I mean, it, it definitely. It, Why would he? Yeah, so I guess that seems to take the theory away that like they're they're becoming sentient and they're making their own decisions. It seems like they just have been hacked and, and overridden. Like the the only reason I could think he would shoot himself is that like destroys his memory core, so they can't find how he was reprogrammed. Right. That is, you know, that's the most Star Trekky thing I can think of. So because you know they can do crazy stuff with nothing. Right. So after this scene, we go back to the chateau, and and uh, Picard and his his personal uh, Talshier members are going over the v- explosion video, where Picard flies through the air backwards. Mm-hmm. I tell you, they're not real people. <laughs> <laughs> what it's do you? What do you? It again. What do you think of his? Uh, uh, again. Yeah. They have not interacted with another human. And the dog ignores them in the first episode. Okay, so you're still holding to this theory that they're not real. <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope it's Picard's illness. Spoilers. I don't know if you're listening to this, what the fuck are you doing? Um, as Picard's illness, he's projected these two Romulans who died because he couldn't save them. Okay, well, uh, uh, hold on, okay. <laughs> In the, I know, in, I know I'm all over the place. In the, in, back in the first episode, though, uh, uh, La, uh, Lara, Laris is the one who does the medical Healy thing on, on Dev. Now that's a good point. You're poking a hole in my office <laughs> I don't can't believe you want Captain Picard to be insane. Maybe, maybe she wasn't there at that point. Uh, she was definitely there. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. 
I'm really going to have to think about it now to try to find a way. <laughs> or you could just accept that they're real people. All right, fine. They're real people. <laughs> it's just an Irish person with a Romulan accent. Or a Romulan with an Irish accent. And you, the, well, the first time, like, he called, what's his name, uh, Zoban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just said it in such a fresh way. I was like, God, wasn't that his brother's name? His brother's name Robert. Well, oh, I boy. Like, if it's his brother's name who died, I got all their fake. Like, that was going to be... Uh, that's probably real. It's just uh, the girl from the Daystrom Institute comes over and Picard serves her team. Right. Not as helpers. And I was like, what? where are his helpers? Like, why wouldn't he be having this conversation and have the tea brought out? Maybe they were out in the vineyards. I don't know. Yeah, but then I guess. I don't know. It's fine. They're real. I, I can see until they're not. And then I'll I'll point back to this podcast as a visionary. <laughs> That's fair. We have it on the record now. Yeah. All right, so uh, after this, Picard and Laris go to uh, Dodge's apartment where the, the attack initially happened. Uh, what did uh, right. What did you think of this? Uh, oh, and this is after, I'm sorry, I should say that this is after uh, Laris and, and Jaban uh, talk about the uh, the secret secret Talashier, this uh, Zat Habash or whatnot. <laughs> Zatvash, I should say. The double. I hate it so much. Yeah. First viewing, hated it. You don't like the double secret police? No, I'm fine with it existing. (laughs) Don't make it ancient. Be like, oh, the Tashiar was wiped out of the Dominion War. This is new. This is what they do now. They're more hardcore. It's I. Do that. I think the thing I thought was interesting was uh, was. When when Laris is is talking about the fact that there is no kind of kind of like artificial intelligence or synthetic life forms in Romulan culture, I was like, oh, that well, that is kind of interesting. Like maybe there is a better reason for that, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's you know it's not like we see a lot of robots in Star Trek, anyways. Yeah, I was like, how many robot Ferengis have you seen? Like Quark could use those. Yeah, you know, droids droids are not a thing really in, in Star Trek. It, you know, other than yeah. data. Yeah. But I, I guess I kind of was into the idea of this kind of a weird aspect of Romulan culture that was like no artificial life forms. Yeah, but, but see, that just felt random to fit this story to me because it, it's never been like hinted at in any way that Romulans don't like. The Romulans should have been super aggressive towards data or any ship with data on it. That's fair. If they hated, you know, if they hated synthetic food, they'd be like, oh, they should have been trying to murder him all the time when he's on vacation. Like, Data and Rise uh, being hunted by a Romulan his squad. I'd watch the hell out of that show. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of like what you said earlier, uh, I, I, that is part of the problem with this new form of Star Trek television, you know, where it's very serialized and, you know, we, we're not, we're only getting pieces of the puzzle, you know, at a time. So maybe there's more to the explanation than what we've been led to believe so far. I don't, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to say. We're just speculating at this point. I know. We're, we're, we're about two hours into a 10 hour thing. So. Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm curious. What did you think of the, this, this Romulan CSI tech they have? It, it it felt very Star Trek to me. Yeah. Where they're like, 
it's been sanitized, but I can still play a perfect recording of what was said. It reminded me of playing uh, Arkham Asylum. I don't know if you've played it. <laughs> but Batman has uh, Batman has gadgets like that. <laughs> and got frustrated. Oh, boo. <laughs> I got it. It's on Game Pass. I'm, I got it. I just haven't finished them. Oh, you have a Game Pass? We'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. But, don't worry. Uh, well, the CSI stuff. Yeah, the CSI stuff. So I they find out. If there was no audio. <laughs> in fact, I could hear the audio bothered me for some reason. I'm sure there are recorders in their room all over the place that they could get that from. Right. I don't know why it bothered me. Okay. Interesting. But I, I would have, I, like, I don't know what it is about. I would have preferred an audio list where it's just them watching an image. I think that's, I think that's reasonable. I think it's reasonable. But yeah, and I, I forgot. I'm, I'm kind of watching through the episode as we're talking about and it, I, I, I forgot that they kind of interspliced that CSI scene while they're talking about the Jat Vash and the hatred for synthetic so it kind of cuts back and forth from the room to the chateau so pretty interesting way of telling the story I suppose yeah see if they were a current like a new organization that formed in Romulus because they blamed the synthetic for the death of Romulus because they destroyed the fleet and that's why they hate synthetics I think that's much better Right. I, I understand that. It's a new extreme hatred. You know, I'm kind of the the theory. I I don't have a fully formed theory, but I'm kind of working off the idea that maybe there is some kind of ancient connection between the Romulans and the Borg that we don't know about yet that they may explore in the show because of this. They they seem to know their way around a Borg cube pretty well. Yeah, is that the cube from Best of Both Worlds, or is that another, or is that First Contact cube, or another cube? I think this is another random cube. Best of Both Worlds cube definitely got blown up real good. I'm just saying, if another cube was just flying through the Alpha Quadrant, well, right? you know, one of the things it, I could have happened. They said it was 16 years ago, right? Uh, when they were moving the Borg's arm, or he spent days for 16 years, right? So it, it could be something from NXT. I'm sure it's in a comic book or something that I'm not going to read. You know what I wondered is if maybe this is something that uh, if I had actually finished watching Voyager, I might understand where the, some of these Borg cubes came from. Because, you know, those last couple seasons of Voyager, the Borg are all over the place on it. Yeah, I, I want, I've, I've gone back and watched it. Not really a fan of a lot of Voyager. No, neither am I. Seasons are fine. I can't even tell you what happens. I know they make it back. Spoilers, if you haven't watched Voyager from 15 years ago. (laughs) They make it back at the end and everyone's happy. I remember that uh, uh, when we watched Nemesis and we saw Picard on a on a hollow call with with Admiral Janeway, we we both we both laughed because like they're like clearly they don't let her run her ship anymore. No, she got lost on her first day. Oh, the Janeway Defenders are going to come after us. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I love Janeway. She really grew on me. I just like the Buster Chomp. No, I, I I feel you on that, too. When I've gone back and watched other episodes, uh, now that I'm uh, older and less immature, but only a little bit less immature, uh, I, I appreciate her captaining a lot more than I used to. 
Yeah. And, like, I don't think you want to break all the, the worst captains. Like, Archer's probably there. And probably Kirk is down there. Like, that's going to get the Star Trek nerds all over me, the older ones. Uh-oh. Yeah, you're you're ruffling feathers already. Picard's great. And Cisco's a fantastic leader. Especially in a time of war. Yeah, like, you'd, I don't know who you'd want more in a time of war, Picard or Cisco. Well, Cisco, Cisco, the whole war on the front line. I was gonna say Cisco, but Cisco, Cisco gets a little—he gets a little dark though with that war. Yeah, that's one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. Oh no, I'm—I'm I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna dispute that, and we don't have to go down that 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 track either. We'll have a, a DS9 special episode eventually, <laughs> and we can just all gush about about Cisco all day long. Um, so. The next part of the show, we shift to the Romulans, to the Borg Cube. And I, the thing that I thought was weird about this particular scene was all of a sudden the Romulans are okay with all these different alien species hanging around with them and doing stuff. That seemed out of the blue. Well, you know, eBay's probably still a thing, right? Yeah, do Romulans use money? The only money I've ever heard of in the universe is gold press platinum. And the Fringies do that. Do other, yeah, but... Well, my... my one of my questions with Star Trek nowadays is just Starfleet doesn't get paid, but, like, citizens do stuff for money? It, it, it's it's totally unclear about, you know, yeah. how that's shaping up in the well, show. What makes me think of that is because Picard's chateau burns to the ground in generation. Right. Somebody had to rebuild that for him to live there. Um, I'm I'm hoping Somebody to have did that for free. Well, I'm you know I'm hoping to have a better answer about how some of that came to be because uh, I suspect that might be the in that prequel comic that I was talking about. Yeah, but I just don't think Riker and Worf were down there with a two by four and a hammer helping Picard rebuild the chateau. <laughs> a, a reasonable I'm point. Watch that show as well. Yeah, I don't, I would do, I don't know if I, you know, you don't want, you don't want, well, I don't know. He does know some handy people. Who knows? I know, but it's like, are you going to build a whole giant house for free? I mean, you know, according to Gene Roddenberry, you are, because, you know, you just do things to help each other out. I, I guess. I, like, I, I get that for, like, explorers and military people, like, you their housing, they they're all taken care of, but like the janitor, the guy cleaning the shit up, like, he's living his best dream. <laughs> you know, that is the the you know that I guess that's the problem with the utopian society, right? Like somehow, like to us who don't live in a utopia society, like that would seem like an awful task. But maybe he doesn't care as much. Also, the people at the beginning of this episode who are like. Oh, we need to get the weekend off for, uh... First contact day? First contact day. We have to work through this. And I was like, why? Everyone just take off. Like, we're not getting paid. What are they going to do, fire you? You know, you mentioned something with that that I thought was interesting, too. This this first contact day and everyone's off of work, but what we're led to believe is, like, you know, Utopia Planation was, like, supposed to be, like, really hard at work building this, this evacuation fleet for Picard. They're giving them the day off? That seemed odd. Oh, that's, yeah. 
It's like, yeah, yeah, we know Picard has to save the Romulans, but it's first contact day. Yeah, but also they got all these plastic people. Just say plastic people work twice as hard. Oh, like, man. Why are we putting you in boxes? <laughs> the, this, the plastic people can't be unsupervised. I don't. Cameras. I don't know. Look, having them supervised didn't work out for anybody there. Well, that's true. <laughs> they went. Uh, they went. Um. Oh shit! What was the name of the android and alien? Bishop. No, not Bishop. The one from the first one. Ash. Ash. They went all ash on everybody. <laughs> no, Bishop's the good one. Ash is the bad one. Mm-hmm. Once we'll know the writer's name, that's the real question. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's with a C. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't either. Internet, look that up. So I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what do you think? How long do you think it took before uh, Soji started sleeping with that Romulan dude? How long before what? What she did what? She's sleeping with the Romulan guy with Narek. Did she sleep with him in this episode? Yeah, the, when they first are going into the board cube, it shows them in bed together. This oh is, yeah, yeah. I thought you were. Like, I thought you missed that. I was like, she's already banging that. No, I know, but how long do you think it took? I mean, when, when we saw them in the first episode, they, <laughs> like you saw how suave and super spy he was when he walked in. That that is not what I think of when I think of a Romulan though. Is like super suave pickup artist. No. But he's Tommy. He's obviously a James Bond of Romulans. <laughs> I wish I knew how to speak Romulans so I could count like 007 and whatever Romulans it is. Oh my he's gosh. Nerdy. Gardock. That's not it. <laughs> so, what, 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 I mean, what do you think his plan is here? I guess is my question. Like, why is he trying to seduce a synthetic life form? She obviously has information. I think they're trying to get to Maddox. Yeah, okay. You, uh, I was kind of wondering if Maddox is with the Romulans already, but I guess that doesn't make any sense anymore since they have this Jad Vash that hates robots. Right. When, the, when the first hit squad comes in and they put the bag on her head, right. she says, where are the rest? Not, where's your sister? Okay, right. So there, there's got to be more. So I'm, I'm thinking they're trying to get, you know, others, Maddox or whoever's making them, I assume Maddox. Right. Or you. Right, so they're probably yeah. It's all very interesting. Like I said, I mean, there's so many mysteries in the show. Yeah, and that's the fun of it. <laughs> oh no, for sure, for sure. Um, so let let's get to. I want to talk to you about the when when Picard meets with his former doctor from the Stargazer, and we, we, and, right, we right. and we get this bad news about his uh, his 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 uh, brain scan. So, which it, which it, they talk about it next gen, right? So we're, we're, you're you're under the same impression that I am that this is like the aromatic syndrome that they bring up right. in the what was it? All good things is the final episode. That's when they first talk about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm under, even though that future didn't happen, he's still the same person. Right. So and, it, it it seems that that puts Picard on a, on a bit of a ticking clock here. So. I, I guess the rumor is that this show is, gonna, is designed to go three seasons now. It's been renewed for the second. But I, at the end, of, are we going to see Picard die in this show? Oh my god! Don't, don't even joke. 
I'm not. I'm 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 legitimately concerned. No, I already had to watch him die in Logan. <laughs> like I'm I'm good. Come on, Patrick. Like be cool. Like save the galaxy one more time. You know, go hug Riker on his on his deck. Well, you know, it's it, it it is funny. I mean, there is something kind of like you know Logan esque about the show so far. You know that that you know the 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 the, the old man comes forward for one more adventure kind of thing. You know, they a young woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are a lot of similarities, but you know, it works once. I mean, hey, if anyone's gonna do a great job, it's gonna be Sir Patrick Stewart. He's the best. Yeah, and Killing it in this series. Yeah, oh, 100%. The, and it's, it's funny you say that because like, I think one of my favorite little things that he does on the, sh- on the series is, is in the next scene when he goes to Starfleet and he's going to go have his meeting with the Admiral and he, he's like checking in and he, he doesn't even yeah. say anything. Just like, the, just like the look he gives the guy for not knowing who he is is pretty hilarious. Annoyed me. <laughs> Annoyed me. Well, he, uh, the he, dude is a hero of the Federation. He's a Starfleet cadet or what an infant or whatever well and he was they, also they just about who the is. he also was just on tv yelling at everybody so I mean. that, that's another thing he was on tv like yesterday yelling about it <laughs> i'm sure when like the the shipyard was destroyed there was a couple hollow feeds out there with the gotcha news that they got saying it was his fault i'm sure boo gotcha news still in the future <laughs> yeah it annoyed me also where i was like come on yeah. Like, do we have to have gotcha news in the future? And I was like, eh, whatever. I'll let it go. Well, again, like, I mean, like you said, I mean, it, it just lends more credence to, like, like, what's really going on with money in the future here? Because, like, what's the point of that kind of journalism? Right. right. <laughs> she just an asshole. <laughs> I, I think that's a reasonable explanation. <laughs> I like she that. She wants to be confrontational. Like, she's that person. Like, yeah. So What did, what did you think about Picard getting yelled at by uh, Admiral Clancy here? Uh, I don't like she said fuck. Not Star Trek to me. Right, okay, thank you. Uh, this is, I think, the second time I think the F-bomb was dropped in this episode, and it just it just bumps up against me really strangely. Yeah, and if Picard doesn't say fuck when uh, Badge explodes in front of him and he gets thrown back, no one should say fuck. Like, that's... It's just weird. It really took me out of the show for a second. Why is an admiral just like? First, she she went straight to ten. Like she got immediately in his face. And I know they, it's you know he was like we've had problems in the past, whatever. Right, and even if she's still raw about like what he said about Starfleet on that interview, I mean, like you said, going to ten seemed a bit of an overreaction. Yeah, especially because she's. I mean, although. Honestly, in Star Trek, have you seen a lot of good examples of admirals? No, the, I think they're uh, collectively referred to as the the bad morals because they all turn out to be yeah. evil. I'm trying to think of one. Or Admiral Ross from Enterprise, he was a good guy. And end of list, I guess Admiral Janeway. I don't know. Maybe she became an asshole too. <laughs> Possibly, I suppose. I don't know. I just, like he said, that, yeah, that F-bomb really did kind of like rub me the wrong way too. And the only thing I could think of, like, it would have been funny, well, it would have been funny, period, if 
Picard just looks at her and is like, well, double fuck on you. <laughs> I totally forgot. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I really wish that had become future slang after Kirk got back. That's right. I <laughs> <laughs> can't remember what it because Kirk said it on the olive bed when he got back with a whale. That's right. He's like, now I know all these, all these cool words. <laughs> I got yelled at by a cabbie in San Francisco. So yeah, I, okay. I love that one. Love that movie. No, same here, same here. But yeah, yeah. So the f bomb bumped up against me a little bit, but I mean Picard's reason for being there—he's trying to get his hands on a ship. We know he's trying to go and find the 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 sister now, and and you know, blah 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 blah. But we yeah. know we know the Federation is not going to approve this mission. Well, you know, it, it'll be interesting. We know, we know Riker's coming onto the show, but we don't know. I mean, he's the guy that I think we all thought would be like the career Starfleet officer, right? Right. But apparently, not not so much. Maybe so. Like we, I, it, it'll be interesting to see how this all kind of shakes out. Like, like, why did Rikers leave? Did Troy make him? Does, does, is Troy manipulating his mind with her empathic powers? Oh, God. Let's not go down that road. Maybe she was. Well, and also, the problem, the problem with having a telepath on on your show was it, it, it would have made everything too easy to solve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or they would have just said every, you know, this alien race she can't read. Right. And <laughs> it's like, she was like, I can't read that race. I don't know. Yeah. You guys figure it out. You figure it out. Oh, you know, I figured out who the villain is. Uh-oh. Barkley. Barkley, huh? Oh, how great would that be? He got those superpowers again, and he's very super intelligent. That would be awesome, too. That's a great episode. He's half spider again. Oh, no. That was scary. I, I did not like that at all. <laughs> Even today, still don't like that scene. Oh man, yeah, no, no, I'm with you. So the the next scene is is where we're back on the cube and we're we're seeing them, the, all these different alien species that the Romulans are apparently employing to do whatever on this Borg ship, collect parts and stuff. It's a yeah, weird speech given by like a game master. Yeah, and like you, you obviously the the signs on there with the you know it's been five thousand days since the, like the last assimilation or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like, the Borg tech is still dangerous. Or, like, perhaps there's still Borg on the ship. Yeah, but, well, I mean, once again, I'm going to bring it back to Enterprise again. You know how dangerous the Borg are. Those, they almost took over in the, the Enterprise. Right. In four, I believe. I think that was one of the last seasons. When they had the first contact Borg that they find in Antarctica, I think. And they're still functioning after this being frozen. Oh God, I kind of yeah, I kind of forgot about that one. Yeah, they, they immediately come back and just start to beeline it for the Delta Quadrant and like a freighter that they keep upgrading. <laughs> that's right. I just forgot about that. That's one. That's one of the enjoyable because you know they never come in contact with the Borg. They're destroyed before they can like come face to face or communicate or anything. Mm-hmm. They're just chasing something. So you know, it was a nice way to kiss up against something. And give a little fan service, and be like, "Hey, look, 
we have the board here too. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, what do you think so far of Doctor Girardi? The from the Daystrom Institute, the one who's giving oh, part of the information. So, uh, I've been trying to figure out what I know her from. Scott Pilgrim. Is that? Oh my God, she's the fucking drawer in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, God, that's like a weight off my shoulders. Right there. <laughs> so every time I see her, I'm like, I know you from something. <laughs> right. Problem solved. Right, we're good. Episode over. We're, good. we're done. <laughs> Uh, I, I like her. She's one of the few people acting that I like in this, like, opposite of Picard. I'm I, I'm sort of curious if maybe she has a lot more to do with this than we're being led to believe so far. Well, you think she could be behind, like, the whole thing? Or she knows, like, where Maddox is? And... Maybe a little bit of all of it. Like maybe maybe she did something, or her and Maddox did something, and that's what happened. You know, that's when the when the synths went went all crazy. On you know they were they were right. doing some kind of experiment with I don't know they were updating their iOS or something, just like my iPhone. And then after it, it goes crazy when you put that new iOS in there, and it doesn't work for three weeks. Sorry, I'm I'm projecting my. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Just a, it's just a theory I'm working under. Yeah, but then why are they covering it? You know, why would he just leave after the ban? Or why would she stay? Spy. More spies. <laughs> okay, fine. She's a good spy, at least. So I'll take it. She's a member of the Jat Vash. I made that up. Okay. I don't believe that either. But no, uh, okay. I'm just I'm just curious. It feels like she has more information than than we're being led to believe so far. She kind of strings Picard along in the first episode. You know, and like Picard kind of keeps pushing at her, and she kind of keeps giving more information eventually. I don't know. I, I just think there's maybe more to this than we know so far. Well, I imagine people give her have been giving her shit for 16 years about working with synthetics. Right. So, you know, it, it's like she went into the bar in Tatooine, and they're like, hey, we don't serve your kind anymore. I did really enjoy the fact that we got to go to the Daystrom Institute because that, that's another place in the Star Trek lore that we've heard referenced a million times, but we've never actually seen yeah. it. So that was, I thought that was pretty cool. And I, I'm definitely curious to see where this character goes. I could be wrong about her kind of being some kind of a... I, I, again, I don't, I don't want to say spy because it makes pretty much every character on the show a spy. Um, but just something with more... She's also synthetic. Yeah, no, just something, I think just something where she knows more of what's going on or, like, what happened 14 years ago kind of thing. Yeah. That's my guess with her so far. And then we go, like... Yeah, I, I enjoyed a little bit we had of her. Sure. Maybe, yeah. maybe it just got excited about, like, the Daystrom Institute. Like, I want to know more about it, or... You know, I want to know what's going on with the synthetics. I want to see more synthetics. I thought that was a cool idea. Was that was that oh, Boba? That's Archer. Archer, okay. Me. I'm doing a podcast, buddy. <laughs> I'm giving you so much. You're ruining it. I was gonna have to edit this whole shit out. I'm gonna leave it in. 
uh, let's see, the next scene after that is when they're back on the Borg ship and they're doing the surgery thing and, and Soji knows how to speak that alien's language. That was weird. Well, I think that's because she's an android. She knows 8 million forms of communication. Right, another, another sign that she's wow. a synthetic. That, but uh, if, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just waiting to see how that, that plays out. Because, you know, obviously Nerex yeah. observing her and stuff like that. So he's clearly convinced that she's a, a, a synthetic now, even though we've kind of known it all along. Yeah. Well, don't, don't they know already since Bod, you know, they don't exchange photos? <laughs> true, 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 true. I mean, I mean, at least she knows he's spying on someone. You know, there. Right. She knows he's like a spy. Like, just, just how obvious he was about it. No, that's true. You know, it's, I was like, you are no Garrick, sir. <laughs> oh, Garrick. Uh, the next scene's back at the Chateau, and this is when Picard puts the badge on, the, the communicator. And you had to get some chills, because they do a good job with the music, kind of queuing up that classic Star Trek score. That's, that was a pretty good scene. Yeah, I liked it. I mean... I just don't understand how communicators work. No, I don't either, because he just hits his chest and he says Rafi, which is, you know, pretty yeah. nonspecific. And, like, you have different communi- – like, does he have an enterprise communicator where he can talk to, like, Jordy or Crusher, or does he have a Stargazer one where he can talk to that old doctor? Right, yeah. No, I, I do not know how Star Trek communicators work very well. So, I don't know. I, I guess I would have preferred him being at, like – you know, like a, a desktop, commun- you know, computer where he just opened up a channel where you saw him, like, click on a button. Right. And start talking, you know. But I know it's a, it, it's a better shot to have him with the communicator looking up at the sky, you know. No, it's, yeah, exactly. Putting the badge back on. Gleaming to the eye. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So uh, The next scene, this is, like... I guess it's a uh, a lot of exposition, basically, because this is, this is back at Starfleet, and we meet that Commander O character, who yeah, is apparently in turn. Well, that, okay, so that was my question: Is she, is she a Romulan? What? Well, the, the way they portray her in this episode, from the first time you see her, and in fact, I thought. Romulans joined Starfleet after the fall, and she made it to Commodore already. How good an officer is this woman to go from you know what? What's the, the Romulan Star Empire military called? To I, joining Star, I just thought it was a Romulan who joined Starfleet after the the supernova. Okay. No, and I don't disagree with you. My, my, I was kind of just wondering, if, like, maybe she's trying to pass herself off as a Vulcan because I don't, like you're saying, I don't, I don't think making a, a, a Romulan a high-ranking Starfleet official is a great decision. That, no, I, I mean, that's true. You know, Starfleet may consider them, you know, vastly uh, weakened because of the the, the yeah. elimination of, the, of their star system and everything. You know, one of the things I was curious about 
after the first episode is like what what is the state of the Romulan people? I mean, are they united? Are they are they factioned now? Like like what is going on? Well, I think Nero says how many survived in uh, the the star the Abram Star Trek. Okay. When when either, when he's well, I think when he's interrogating Pike or maybe it's Spock. No, Spock would know. I think Nero says it at some point. How okay. many Romulans? Or maybe it's Spock after Vulcan's kill. I don't know. A lot of things happen. <laughs> a lot of things happen. <laughs> But you know, something some of this stuff they they could spend a little bit of time addressing on the show and, and providing yeah. a little bit of clarity, I suppose. Or you know, do a mini one of those mini episodes about you know after the fall of Romulus. Right. Yeah, that could work. Or fine. Like I haven't watched all the second season, those short tracks. Like I watched the Children of Mars. You're right. I saw. I've watched that one. And then I watched another one for Rebecca Romaine and uh, Young Stifler, Spock, <laughs> like a Q&A. And I, I haven't watched that one yet. I've, I've, I've been watching the, the short track slowly. Well, like, did you watch the Harry Mudd one? Not yet. Oh, that one's fantastic. I, you know, for, for a little while, I was kind of annoyed with the idea of them. <laughs> because... Well, there's that there's that episode. Um, I don't. I the, the way I was watching Discovery, I was I was kind of like you know plowing through the fir- the entire first season was done, and I was plowing through it all to watch it all. You know, I'm watching back to back episodes, and then all of a sudden they're referring to like this alien species that I've never even heard of, and I had to Google it. And they're like, watch this short track. It'll introduce the the uh, was it the Jahan? The yeah, the princess character. Yeah, exactly. When she showed up, I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I did the exact same thing, and I I didn't have CBS All Access yet. I was watching it um, via Amazon, like I was buying them by the episode at that point because uh-huh. I, I didn't want to commit to CBS All Access yet. But apparently, spending like two bucks an episode was okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't don't ask. <laughs> we we don't do math on the on this podcast, okay? Yeah, so I, I I had to Google it, and I was like, fuck these short tracks. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it, I didn't know that she was on a short track until I watched the short track later. I was like, I must have just, like, been Googling something else on my phone while I was watching it and missed a whole episode. I don't know. <laughs> Tilly's friend. That's fine. I'll go with it. No, well, I mean, it's the same. It, 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 this is not a new complaint for me, basically. I mean, it's the same thing. I, the same problem I've had with, like, the last batch of Star Wars movies is, is like, what do you mean you got to read a fucking book? Just tell me who it is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I liked it when the books would just kind of, like, you know, they, they didn't, you didn't have to read the book to know everything. You could read a book if you want more information. Right, exactly. I didn't, I didn't need the book to like, provide more to, clarity on the plot points. Yeah, I didn't read, have to read a six-page or six-book comic to know who Lando Calrissian is. <laughs> no, but I bet there's a I bet there's going to be an entire comic book dedicated to him uh, rallying the entire galaxy to show up at the end of that movie, apparently. Oh, don't get me started on that. That's just how much, like, the galaxy apparently hates Leia. <laughs> and and Luke, apparently. Yeah, but Lando comes and like, all right, it's going to be a party. Let's do a 
Yeah, nice just here. lots of Colt forty five to go around. <laughs> oh, uh, back to this show though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, this is a Star Wars podcast. Not yet. I mean, I feel like ninety percent of the time Star Wars comes up on it though. So I, I enjoy this little scene between uh, Jaban, Laris, and Picard when he's telling them that he's going to go to space. And she's kind of like freaking out. And he's like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I mean, he is Jean-Luc F. and Picard. Like, that's, come on. He can go to space. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, he got, like, I could see it if he was like, uh, you know, the super old frail version of him. Right. Like at the inner light or something, where like barely getting around. Right, or like his crazy version, you know, with like with the earmatic syndrome and the, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, we're seeing the little people yelling at him. All right, so we were just talking about 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 Commander O and how she definitely looks Romulan, but I, I'm still curious if she's a Vulcan because the next scene is introducing this uh, Lieutenant Rizzo character. Who is definitely Romulan? Who's been surgically altered? They they say that. Yeah, yeah. Which tells me that oh, it has to be a Vulcan, right? Like, I it, I just tell me, please. Oh, so you so you think she's a, a double double agent? Well, I mean, we have the double secret Tal Shiar, so why don't we have like double double agents? I I would love that if it came out that she was actually. A Vulcan trying to infiltrate this ancient society that we just found out about. Or maybe there's there's like some kind of faction of, of Vulcans now who who want to kind of like pick up what Spock want to do with reunification. Now that the I don't I, you know I don't know it could go a thousand different directions. Yeah. But this I, chick. I would like that if, if she was trying to take it down from the inside. Yeah, but it's 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 this is a strange scene I thought because. Again, like you talked about earlier, there's not much really good spy craft going on in the show with a lot of spies on it. And and this yeah. this Rizzo character seems to be a prime example of that, where she's asking if 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 Picard needs to be taken out, <laughs> which uh, which made me laugh. Huh. I was like, this is how people talk yeah. in the 24th century. Uh, that's what I thought too. I was like, don't. Oh, I was like, all right. I mean, I guess he'll, he'll sleep with the fishes later. Like, I don't know, it, it, it's it's a strange. This is a, this is another strange scene in the episode that leads to an even stranger scene where she, we we find out that she's Narek's brother. And yeah, I figured they were were like former lovers. No, like the energy they give each other when they talk. Right. It, again, that's it's strange. The, the the way the episode ends is kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> This this stuff these weird subplots with these Romulan spies is is not the most clear I, I guess is what I'm getting at. Right. But we'll skip all that because maybe maybe we'll get some more uh, explanation on, on the third yeah. part and and we'll we'll we'll, we'll yeah, be able to no. piece it together. Yeah, and at this point we don't know the hierarchy or how anything in the Romulan government works. Not that we had that great an idea, you know, from watching. You know, next gen. Well, you know, they they make that that kind of like offhand remark. I think it was I think it was in the first episode where they 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 say like 
describing the Romulan, anything about Romulan culture can have secret in front of it because it's also secretive, which makes me a little concerned that that's just going to be an excuse to do whatever they want (laughs) because we can't contradict it. Yeah. Little big secret. It's like, oh, you didn't know that they could transform into robots? Like, what? No, but they're actually robots. That's why they—they they are self-loathing robots. Yeah, they're fighting an intergalactic war over Energon. And yes, and when tw- when twelve of them come together, they form into a a Romulan warbird. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get past the crazy part. What did you think of of the this introduction of 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 Rafi Mustafkar? Uh, I like the actress a lot. Yeah, she's on Law and Order, I right? Don't like any... Yeah, yeah, she was on the first season of Law and Order SVU. That's right. And then she banged a suspect, and they're like, "You got to go." Uh oh, that's how you get this yeah, kicked out of the you, DA's you office. Be banging rape suspects. <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs> you know what I thought was was interesting on this scene? This ties into our conversation about the money earlier, because Picard takes a space taxi to find her. That guy just loves being driving around. He loves Uber. I guess, but I mean, we've already seen that you can basically take a transporter anywhere you want on Earth. So I don't know why he just is a beam there, but what do I know? I mean, maybe uh, once again, maybe it costs money to transport everywhere if you're not a member of Starfleet. Oh come on, he's selling a lot of he's selling a lot of wine. He's got some. He, well, again, if he's selling, I guess he has to sell wine, right? I mean, he has to have money. Jesus, this this is bizarre. I mean, did he get paid to do that interview? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I'm, now I'm now I'm more confused than ever. Reagan, you've brought zero clarity to this episode. <laughs> oh well, but like, I'd be fine if just regular people still work for Latinum. And right, Latinum is just currency. So many questions would go away. Oh, you get it for Latinum. That's why those gotcha news Latinum. Latinum. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a mystery box show, and I I guess we just don't have enough information at this point, which is slightly annoying, but because they're they're really doling out the answers very slowly. Yeah, yeah, and you know, they have to. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like I'm going to stop watching it. I'm I'm invested. <laughs> yeah, like I'd watch it even if it was just Patrick Stewart giving me the middle finger for forty two minutes. That's actually all of season two. Oh, that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I agree. All right, so that, that basically wraps up the episode. Picard meets up with Rafi. Uh, the sis- brother and sister have that weird conversation on the on the board cube. And the episode moved really fast. I have to give it credit for that. I was, I was kind of surprised when it was over. Yeah, so was I. Any bold predictions? I think... I think I was just enjoying it, so 
No, no. I should have talked about it in general. I really enjoyed the episode. No, I did too, but, uh, you know, it's... You know, I mean, you can poke holes in the story. It, it's They are there. I mean, it's fine. But it's, it's like yeah, but it's it's still good and it's still really enjoyable so far. So I got no complaints on that. Yeah. Uh, any bold predictions for episode three? Uh, you're gonna see right from Troy. You're gonna finally leave the planet. Um, I definitely uh, think we're leaving the planet. I don't know about Riker and Troy yet. Really? Is that confirmed? Or are you speculating? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just thinking. I've heard that the first three episodes are considered part one. Right. So I think Picard's going to go there. I'm going to go do this. I'm probably not coming back from this mission. I wanted to say goodbye to you and Troy. Well, now, now I'm just sad. <laughs> and it's going to be a very powerful moment that's going to make me cry. Oh, for sure. And I'm going to rewatch it like a hundred times. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Uh, Reagan, thank you very much for, for joining me to talk about Picard today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Maybe I can drag your ass back for episode three. Anytime, brother. Anytime. Oh. <laughs> All right. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, hey, welcome back. I it's 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 just me again. So I just wanted to wrap the show up proper. Uh, a big thank you to uh, Reagan for taking time out of his Saturday night to to hang out with me and, and discuss Star Trek Picard, which uh, I have to admit is a lot like uh, the Saturday nights we shared growing up together. So <laughs> a lot of Saturday nights sitting around the uh, the table at his, his uh, parents' home talking about Star Trek. So not all that different from our late teens. Anyways, uh, thanks to him for hanging out. Thank you guys for hanging out. I hope you have enjoyed this uh, review of episode two of Picard. I hope you guys are watching Picard because uh, it's been a good show. We, you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit about some of the, some of the uh, not necessarily plot holes, but like some concerns that are sort of developing a little bit with, with some of the storytelling aspects of it. You know, a lot of questions coming up in the show. No, we're getting a trickle of answers in return. So we, but we have to stay patient. Like I said, it's a mystery box show. And that's going to be kind of par for the course. But hopefully, we do get more. We hopefully we begin to get more answers as things progress, especially with uh, episode three being sort of the closing uh, chapter of this opening arc of the of the story. You know, where uh, hopefully Picard assembles his crew and they're leaving the Earth, and uh, the the real adventure will begin. And hopefully some of the mysteries will start kind of coming into a bit more focus. Um, I'm kind of digging my, my little uh, idea, my little, my little notion that uh, Dr. Girardi uh, knows more than she's letting on, more than, more than she's been telling Picard you know, about Maddox, about what happened 14 years ago at, at Utopia Planitia Shipyards. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. We'll, we'll, we'll know soon. All I'm saying is so far, based on the evidence we have with the show... It doesn't make sense that there would be an attack from the Romulans because it cost the Romulans everything. The the fleet that was going to evacuate them was was destroyed in that attack. Is it related to the Borg? Doesn't seem their style, so that seems like unlikely. Is it you know? But is there some other grander conspiracy going on? I guess I guess we need to parse through that and, and figure it out as as Picard does. So uh, get ready for the adventure because uh, 
this Thursday, like I said, episode three, closing this this first initial arc of the show, this, the, the first act, as it were. And middle acts are always the most fun. So get ready, guys, because uh, we're going to have some serious Star Trek to do, okay? All right. We'll be back next week, um, twice next week, because we're, uh, Roger and I are planning on doing a regular show for episode 74, and then episode 75 will be the review for episode 3 of Picard, and I will probably have Reagan back, and I'll see if I can get a little bit better uh, sound quality out of that. I'll, I'll try to work those kinks out so that I don't have to hold the phone up to the microphone <laughs> like I did today. Uh, hopefully the audio quality on that's good for you guys. Uh, if there's any problems with, with that, please uh, let me know. Hit me up on social media. Uh, a, a couple of you guys have my number, so you can text me. Uh, email me. Let me let me know. Uh, I I want to make sure that the show has a good audio quality to it, and I'll I'll make sure I get that that addressed for next time. Okay. But I think it came out okay today. I'm hoping you guys agree with me on that. All right. Thank you once again to my patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park Jeff Nail. Thank you guys so much for being patreons. I hope you have enjoyed the bonus episode you guys got this month the the commentary track for star wars rogue one had a blast recording that one that was a lot of fun for me to do and uh you'll be getting a new one very very shortly for the month of february uh if you can follow this show again on the social medias we are at tomcast underscore podcast on twitter at the tomcast underscore podcast on instagram you can email the show at not not at you can email the show tomcastpopcast at gmail.com and if you feel like it Head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast where you can join Pophead Nation and help keep the lights on and, and, and keep this show going and uh, all those good things that uh, small independent podcasts like like that need and appreciate. If you don't want to do Patreon, that's totally fine. The show's always going to be free for you. Uh, but if you could do one small thing, share the show with your friends, tell your friends, get the word out there about the good stuff we're doing here. And if you got an extra minute, do that five-star review. That'd be super, super cool. Appreciate that very much. All right, guys. I hope you are having a great weekend. We have the Super Bowl tomorrow. Uh, by the time we talk again, it'll be over. Uh, I think I personally I'm kind of sort of pulling for the Chiefs because I love that Patrick Mahomes kid. That guy is pretty awesome. Plus, he's uh, he's brought me some nice cashola in the fantasy football realm. So, I, I you know, he, he's helping me out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help him out by rooting for him in the Super Bowl. So, go Patrick Mahomes. All right, guys, I will talk to you all later. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Be safe. Be be, be smart. And be watching Star Trek Picard. <laughs> Ciao, babes. Make it so. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. <laughs>